0: Welcome back to the In Awe podcast and our incredible series on community builders. Today's guest is very special to me, and bringing her to the In Awe community brings me great joy. Andrea's story is very compelling, and the value she adds in this interview will inspire every one of you. And as if that was not enough, Andrea is such a generous spirit that she is gifting my listeners with a special offer, so she be sure to hang through the end so that you can learn more about that. Andrea Gribble is passionate about helping your school broadcast your story to the world. After working with her daughter's school district, she learned that many schools lack the time and expertise to feel comfortable with social media. Hashtag Social Schools for EDU was born in 2014 from Andrea's desire to help other schools do the same. Andrea and her team manage social media for more than 70 school districts across the country and have trained more than 1,000 schools. Hashtag Social Schools for EDU offers full social media management, coaching, and an online membership community to support schools. Andrea holds an MBA from the University of Wisconsin-Eau Claire and is a frequent speaker at educational conferences on the topic of social media. In this episode, we learn how fear nearly paralyzed Andrea from building her community after some personal and professional setbacks, how she has answered the call on her life to build community both for schools and for a community of strong women with whom she partners to carry out the vision of her business. From her story, we learn the power of community, generosity, and believing in our worth, to build something incredible for others. I am so honored to amplify for you Andrea Gribble's Community Builders story. Welcome, Andrea Gribble, to the In Awe podcast. I am just so elated to welcome you to the podcast and our series on community builders because you are one that is building community in a couple of spaces in your life. And I'm just so excited for the listeners to hear all about that. So welcome. Can you provide just a little bit of background information for the listeners?
1: Yes, I'm excited to join you from little New Auburn, Wisconsin right now. I'm looking out at a beautiful lake, which has been part of my journey. Um, But I love community building. I think I've been building community since I was little. I just have that kind of, uh, outgoing personality, I guess, Um, and my company, Hashtag Social School for EDU, uh, was started back in 2014, we support schools in an effort to tell their story. So we know that there are great things happening with schools and social media can be a great outlet. So my company actually partners with schools all across the country, really all across North America, to enable them to tell their story. So giving them resources, tips and tricks and strategies. And then obviously we we serve uh, schools where we actually manage social media and co them. But we believe that our schools are a central point of any community. And we just need to be able to connect in kind of today's world with social media. It can be a great avenue to do that. And so that's a little background on me. Many of my listeners are in education.
0: So we understand that, that the fact that you help to tell the story to bring the community in. And I love that image. I think it's, uh, I don't know if it's Joe Sanfilippo that had in his book on hacking leadership about we want to open up the get down the brick walls and open up windows into our schools. And I know that you are serving schools in such a large way by helping them do that. So thank you for that.
1: Yeah. And, and you know, when I started my business back in 2014, Joe Filippo lives, you know, not very far from me. And he was the first person that I visited in regards to, you know, how they were doing that in Fall Creek. And so it's been fun to be able to take some of those same strategies and be able to bring them to schools, you know, everywhere. Because... Like it or not, you know, every leader isn't like Joe. <laughs> and, uh, you know, some people are scared of social media and maybe rightfully so. Uh, but if we can arm people with the right tools and give them, you know, the the strategies that work uh, to be able to share. I really value that. And when you look at the layers, I, I
0: think about how you build community. Not only do you do that for the schools, but you're also building in your work a community of the school leaders Within your business. And this is something that is fairly new, I think. You have um, something called the membership program. Would you like to talk at all about that, about how you build community around those that are even trying to, you know, embrace their own community building?
1: <laughs> yes. Well, uh, so many schools have, you know, you might have a school PR person, like a communications role, but many schools don't. And it might be the superintendent, it might be a secretary, it might be, you know, a media person. And they're really odd operating Sarah on an island because they're trying to figure out social media and how it works for schools, but it's not the same as a personal use um, of social media. There's a lot of strategies to get your story out there. Um, and with Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and YouTube and you know other channels to LinkedIn and Pinterest, I mean, it can be really overwhelming. So our membership group is just an, a way of creating a private Facebook group where we serve those individuals at all these schools to bring the resources to them to um, help them operate at their you know highest efficiency because they don't have a lot of time um, and they don't always have the right strategies. But also in the heat of the moment, Sarah, there are things that happen with social media that you need support like right now. And we've been serving schools for the last five years where we do management, like we're managing their Facebook page. We're telling their stories for them. We're creating graphics. We're doing all of that, which is awesome. But there's a lot of people that are doing it themselves. But again, they're on this island. And oh, my gosh, what do we do? This person just responded uh, this way. We just had this crisis in our community Um, and I was looking for a way of how can I support all of these people that need um, need the support and need the help and need um, you know somebody to turn to in cases of need, and so uh, we're really excited because this this new membership group basically gives them access to a whole team of people that speak the same language, <laughs> that know what they're talking about when they start talking about algorithms or you know posting times or hey what what do you do about including student names or you know, um, all, all those things that can come up from day to day when you're managing social media. We've been able to put that together in a in a group and we call it the crew because that's a little bit fun. So we've just got this social media crew for schools where we're supporting that. And it's been fun. And what I love, Sarah, is that I have learned so much <laughs> from all of these people because everybody has things that they can share. So that sense of community is so important. Nobody knows everything, right? And so when we surround ourselves with people that have the same mission, that want to do the work of telling these stories for our schools, uh, great things can happen. And I've been inspired uh, by people all across the country since starting this group. Thank you
0: for doing that for our schools and for our school leaders, because as you mentioned, a lot of school leaders, especially if they don't have the capacity to have a communication specialist or anyone doing that in their schools, they're challenging themselves to be the storytellers. And it's important. We know that. But in the grind of the day to day, all of these things, take time and focus and learning. And so you providing these multiple levels of services to schools is a gift. And I can tell you that from experience on a wide variety of levels on that. And I just appreciate this next phase where you're providing this community and love so much that you come to it in this humble and you know way with humility to say, there's still more that I'm learning. And we know that as social media changes, um, as technology changes. So I just thank you for serving in that way to the schools and the communities and the leaders that you're working with. It's great. One of the things that I really love about you, Andrea, is not only are you building a community with the work that you're doing but I really want my listeners to hear about the community of women that you're uplifting so can you share the story of the how the business started for social schools for edu and also
1: how you pour into women through this work? It's been a journey and one that I didn't know if it would work or not. But you know, I just to go back a little bit, I was in corporate America for 13 and a half years. Um, My story is a little bit different in yours in that uh, I didn't decide that I was going to leave the work that I was doing. I got laid off. My position was eliminated and I just started I decided to start my own business and I was doing social media for businesses and then I got my an opportunity to work with a local school New Auburn school is 300 students K-12 it's very very small it's where I graduated from it's where my girls go to school and I thought awesome because you know social media it's just telling stories it's just sharing all the great things that are happening. I knew from the beginning, Sarah, that I wanted to be able to grow this bigger than just me serving the schools. And so right from the get go, I wanted to build a system where it it wasn't me in the school. I'd be able to work from wherever I needed to work from. And, um, and then I'd be able to have a team of people help me. And the team that I I guess I'm serving in regards to who I partner with, uh, with some of my subcontractors are stay-at-home moms. Because much in the same way you are working to serve all of these dedicated um, educational leaders, especially women in leadership and women in education, uh, balance is so difficult. And I now am <laughs> a mom of six kids. So I have two... i Two daughters and I have four stepsons. We have a crazy, crazy life, and um, to be able to balance doing meaningful work with being able to be a parent and being able to get those kids to their, you know, uh, athletic events and to doctor's appointments and all that, it's hard. It's a hard job, um, but I know that we have women out there that kind of wanted the same thing I did and wanted to be able to um, have something flexible but still have something very meaningful. And so uh, my company, Social School for EDU, I know I have a team of more than 30 women um, that are mainly stay-at-home moms. Um, I've got a couple college students that I partner with too. Um, and some women without any kids, they serve as account managers for the schools that we serve and they all can work from where they are. So I am in Wisconsin. Sometimes I'm in Minnesota um, because I kind of have a interesting situation with the way that my, um, kids go to school in Minnesota, my boys and my girls go to school in Wisconsin. So I'm in both places, but I've got account managers in um, Illinois and in Iowa and in California and in West Virginia. I mean, we literally, because of technology, right, we can partner with, um, with these moms everywhere and we've got a great system built And I love it because I am finding the most um, I believe in surrounding myself with people that are better and smarter than me, um, because that's that's what causes us all to get better and to be able to serve these schools in such a great way. Yeah, I I have this uh, community of women that are also passionate about serving schools, um, but are passionate about you know, serving their family as well, and being able to kind of be the best version of themselves. And so this opportunity gives them an awesome opportunity to Balance those things.
0: What I absolutely love about how you build a community of women um, and how you tie it to the your own story and this balance idea, I know that many of the independent contractors that work with you are former educators, and they don't want to, uh, you know, completely leave that space, but they've needed to be able to step back to in a way that they've chosen for their families and balancing that in the season that they're in and you provide them with this glorious opportunity to continue working with schools and kind of serving their passion for that while working you know in their homes with their families and providing that flexible arrangement so i just i love that part of your story and i know our listeners are just loving this because it's such a perfect connection when you have the mission about celebrating students and connecting communities you're allowing your independent contractors to do that for you and that's honestly why a huge part of why i think your business is so successful andrea
1: Yeah. And if I can share a specific example, because I know you've shared so many um, stories of courage and I know um, one of the gals on our team um, won't mind me sharing this story. Uh, Stephanie is a former teacher. She's actually married to a superintendent. She's got three little girls or three, three kids, two, two girls and a little boy. And she really thought she was missing education. She was actually going to make the decision to go back into education Now she kind of runs our whole uh, training team, but just recently, she had her sister diagnosed with cancer, and it's horrible because her sister's only thirty years old and she has two little kids. Um, and so having to go into um, chemotherapy and radiation and all of this, um, I never knew when I started this business, you know, obviously you never wish that somebody's gonna get diagnosed with cancer that's close to you. But because Stephanie, is doing this as a job instead of working in the classroom. She was actually able to uh, take a week and a half where her and her youngest son went to stay with her sister in Michigan. She lives in Wisconsin. She went to Michigan and she was able to help care for the, you know, the two kids that that her sister has um, while still working because she can kind of work from wherever. And she was so thankful for that opportunity because if she was in the classroom, there was no way that she would have been able to pull away that much time. Um, to, to be able to help and be there for her sister. And I've had multiple situations um, with women, um, you know, going through all things in life, you know, from getting married to getting divorced to, you know, having babies, um, which one of my account managers just did. And she was able to not skip a beat because of the way that we have our, our system set up. Um, that was a blessing. And, and I totally believe that God has called me into this because I was very, very close to giving up on this dream of mine to build this, to build this community, um, of women and in, in this company. Um, but I think that God had that plan and I didn't know that when I started, but what a blessing to be able to give these women where they can feel like they can serve those around them, um, in big ways, um, huge ways. And I was, um, I was so thankful. I was so thankful because I got a really nice um, thank you card from Stephanie's Mm -hmm. sister who just said, I appreciate the fact that she, you know, Steph loves her work, but that she was able to be here for me. So
0: thankful that you shared that story with our listeners because it is such a perfect, perfect example of how. Strong, capable, powerful women can help strong, capable, powerful women rise uh, when we're in our struggles. And there's so many levels of that through that story with Steph being able to step away and assist her sister in a vulnerable space, for you to step in and help um, provide an opportunity for financial and worth and gifts that Steph can give because she's a gifted, caring person. And so she can do that in all the spaces and yet be supported by you too. It's just such a beautiful story of of community. And I believe so heavily in women's ability to do that and to um, help one another in those times. And I just can't tell you how much I love the fact that that story was highlighted on this podcast. I can tell that it's going to speak to the listeners in a way that matters. And I really value when you and I got a little bit more connected here in the last uh, summer months, I just could not help but feel that connection knowing that your story came to mind when it needed to. And I know that there are people listening right now who might be interested in, in learning more about your services for their school, might be interested in learning about joining your company at some point. So we'll make sure to to link your communication uh, connection with for the listeners to be able to do that because your story is so inspiring on its own, Andrea. But within that, you've had this multiple layers of of supporting so many other strong, capable women and, and the schools. And I just, I love it.
1: Everybody, every part of it. <laughs> yeah. What a, what a plan he had when you, th- when you think it's your, your darkest day, um, as far as losing your job. And I, at that point mm-hmm. I was a single mom and just, you know, really, you know, kind of questioning everything. And then just knowing that, Um, it was all part of the plan. It was all part of the journey. Um, and then what it's created now on the other side, I was so close to giving up. I had to sell my house. I had to move in with my parents. You know, when you're an independent, you know, 36 year old woman, you don't expect to have to do that. Um, but, uh, it's so awesome now to look at it from the other side and be like, it was all worth it. And he, he had a plan the whole time. I just had to let it take shape and I'm not that mm-hmm. type of person for all of you type A personalities that think you need to have everything planned out. Um, but wow, to be able to sit back and, and listen. And, and again, I'm 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 surrounded by a community that supports me, you know, my husband and my family and friends and the, the people that I've gotten to meet like you um, and obviously like our entire uh, team. Um, But then also all these awesome educators, Sarah, it's so awesome to be able to serve these people. They give so much of themselves to others and making this world a better place. I'm just honored that
0: you are doing that uh, every day and it's the grind of the work, but it is so important. And the fact that you just keep growing and taking this really dark moment in your life. And thank you for sharing those extra details for the listeners, because we come to somebody's journey at a a point where they're successful and we think, Oh, that's, that's great for her, but we might be behind, you know, in our journey, or we might be entering a really dark space and that light can seem too bright sometimes, but just you being able to share that at one point, I literally didn't even have a home to this point where I may be, you know, straddling the line of two <laughs> in different states is a very yeah. beautiful message that tells us that there is light and we can. And what I love about your story is that through the service of others, you have risen to this space of of comfort and success where you can teach masses basically. And you do that. What I love so much about the work that you do with social schools for EDU is that you provide so much value um, at, you know, for free. You've got, check her out on LinkedIn, ladies and gentlemen. You can get a lot of really great um, webinars and um, access to just a lot of great blogs that will help you if you're sitting here as a social schools um, novice, (laughs) then check out Andrea's work because you are kind of altruistic in your work in a way that is inspiring. And so um, just thank you for everything that that you do for... The people that you serve in your business, but the schools, and then anybody who's just connected with you—it's such a bright light, Andrea. You really are. I hear yeah. a little bit more about you because you already shared just you know that that space in your journey, what you've come to. So I have a couple of standard questions that I always ask on this podcast. Uh, it's inspired by one of my favorite artists, Nicole Norderman, when she sings a song called "Dear Me." And Just talks about uh, what would you say to yourself if you had an opportunity to write a letter at any age or stage and give yourself some advice? What would you say?
1: Especially in the space, I guess, that I am now in regards to putting myself out there and just all I do is try to share what I've learned. Um, I know uh, I also wrote a book, uh, a children's book, um, a few years ago. And and one little boy asked me, who gave you that (laughs) job? Like, who, who gave you that job of being able? And I just said, nobody gave me that job. You know, if you want to write a book, you can write a book. I said, if you have a story on your heart, you should be able to share it because you never know who it might impact. Um, and I think uh, everybody has different gifts. And I definitely have a gift of, of being able to talk and connect with people. And I think of the phrase, you know, why... Try to fit in when you were born to stand out. And I think, um, you know, if I could write myself a letter at 12 or 13 years old, where all you're trying to do is fit in with everyone, um, that it's okay that you're different and that that's going to make all the difference um, and embrace that. Um, you don't have to, you know, try to fit in with everybody else. Nobody has, you don't have to wait for permission to do certain things. Um, if it's in a spirit of wanting to make this world a better place and to help people, then you should do that. And I think, um, you know, with tools that we have now, with social media and with technology, the way it is, you know, I do webinars from a little town of 500 people where I'm out in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> literally, um, but I have good <laughs> internet connection and I am able, I'm able to connect with people and help serve them. Um, and there's so many opportunities to do that. And so, um, I just I think that that's important is just being able to step into what you feel like you're here to do and not be afraid to hide it, um, but embrace it. And, um, you know, you don't have to wait for permission. You don't have to wait for somebody to say, well, you can do that. Um, you can just go ahead um, and start serving people and do do things now. So That's so beautiful. And I love that
0: you share that it was a little boy that said who gave you that job. The, the, <laughs> the woman in power in me is saying, yes, you just taught him a lesson <laughs> and so many different levels. And I love it. I love that. And I, and I can attest, by the way, listeners, that she literally is in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> nowhere that's actually got a quite a good name for it, after all, with some pretty powerhouse people coming out of New Auburn, including, you know, you and Michael Perry, the
1: author. Well, that's an honor that I um, even mentioned in the same sentence, but I, uh, ironically, I just used his name in a social media post that I did for New Auburn because we've got some future authors, you know, kindergarten yes. kids now are writing books, which I think is so awesome, yeah. and they're authors, right? So I actually used, I tagged Michael Perry in the, in the post, which by the way, is a, is just a hack for, you know, getting up more, reaching more people with your social media posts for your schools. If you can tag, you know, famous people or organizations or whatever, but, um, I just brought out the lookout, Michael Perry, we've got future (laughs) authors. So that's awesome. And I, and I believe in connections and the layers
0: of those connections as I taught, um, in a also tiny area and, ended up teaching his book in a a course that I had called Wisconsin Authors. And he gifted us with a a free interview so that my students could have that real and authentic um, example. But that was before webinars. So I was teaching over instructional television. And so he went into New Auburn schools and connected with us (laughs) through that and then impacted my students and, you know, impacted me. So it's just so cool that we're having this conversation that was over a decade ago. But, you know, your name should be mentioned in the same sentence as him, just so you know. <laughs> okay. Um, how about this one, Andrea? What is one lesson about being an influential woman that might inspire others to keep going you know, if they find themselves in the pit of, of doubt or fear and they need to hear your voice on that now?
1: I have a bracelet that I wear every day. Um, it's a saying that I um, put into my children's book, uh, but it's, she believed she could, so she did. And, um, you know, it's all about belief. It's all about um, believing in yourself. But obviously that starts with somebody else. And when I started this business, I honestly think the superintendent at Little New Auburn, um, I happened to go to church with him. Um, My mom's the secretary there, the administrative secretary. And I think he just really wanted to help me. Um, but I, I, at that point, I didn't even really believe in myself. I be, I was thinking about everything I didn't know instead of the things that I did know and that I could bring to mm-hmm. the table. Um, and I have this bracelet that was actually given to me by a school board member um, from Wisconsin Dells at a convention I was at because she's read that in the book and she carried this bracelet. She had it on her own wrist, but she's like, here, I want to give this to you. And I wear that bracelet every every single day. Um, And, you know, I have two daughters that I am also teaching these lessons to. Um, So that belief, um, you know, whether it be a a woman in leadership or anybody in leadership of believing that you can make a difference, I think is so important. Um, I was at the lowest of those um, when I had to sell my home. Um, I actually was seeing a counselor. I went on some medication. I was really suffering with a lot of anxiety, um, severe anxiety, kind of disabling anxiety where it's like, oh my gosh, you're, you just can't even figure out what to get eat for breakfast in the morning. It was just really overwhelming. Um, so I am glad that you talk about, you see somebody's journey and you're like, oh my gosh, they have it all together. Well, there was a, there's a lot of steps there, um, but to be able to power through that and live literally one day at a time and what can i do today to make myself better for you know tomorrow and to serve and that's really what I've been able to do uh, after, like you said, I blog. I have i wasn't a writer, but now I've written a children's book and I've written over 200 articles on social media and schools um, just by, you know, um, believing that I could, believing my voice mattered, believing my voice if it could just help one person that it was gonna be worth it. And so I think, you know, again, as, as educators, as leaders, uh, you can make a difference. Um, and it all starts with believing in yourself. And so I I just really love that saying um, and just want to pour into anybody who might have that doubt. Uh, you really, it's one day at a time and it's adding value. It's, you know, putting yourself out there and not being afraid to sh- to hide that uh, because your story does matter. Oh, Andrea, yeah. <laughs>
0: Dropping so much wisdom in here from one question, I cannot wait. I will link, we can get access to your book and just love that you were poured into in a space. I think we find ourselves, we can all find ourselves in that space of self-doubt and just the fact that you'd speak to this idea that it, it starts with our limiting beliefs and flipping those around. And I I know at one point, I can just picture you saying, um, well, I'm not a writer, and then somehow becoming one through practice and that reflective journey. I think anyone listening, we've all said that. And in fact, just this weekend, I came off of some really engaging presentations and hearing from from other people. And we just recommend in that that you take a self-limiting belief and you flip it. So Andrea, I'm going to pour into you because I spoke with you this fall at one of my most vulnerable times. Like, I'm like, I know I took this leap of faith. This is what I'm supposed to do, but I still didn't know where I was supposed to go. And I still told myself, I'm not this and I'm not that. I'm an educator. I What, what business do I have? And so you poured into me in a way that help me think, okay, what I'm doing might not be so crazy. Someone else has walked this journey before and now she's running. <laughs> so I just appreciate you, Andrea, yeah. for sharing that. It, it spoke to me when you said that. I know it will hit the listeners.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. And and you don't have to have everything figured out. You just need to. You need to be able to reach out and surround yourself with people and be able to ask questions because guess what? The world is out there yeah. and they want to help. So if you don't know how to do something... You know, I didn't know how to write a children's book. I figured it out because I talked to people, and all of a sudden, you you know you you get connected. Um, I didn't know even what social media and schools and. I didn't even know that school communicators like that was a job because I came from a school of 300 kids, (laughs) K through 12. So I didn't even really know that was a thing. And here it's just this huge opportunity, this huge group of people that care about our students that have a tremendous job and a lot of stress on their shoulders. And now, you know, I get the chance to to serve them in a way with my, you know, I'm a natural born cheerleader. Like I just I I'm you know, uh, very optimistic. I love to see the great in in people and the great in things. And now I can serve in a way that pours into that. So, it's amazing. It wasn't easy, um, but y- you know, you you surround yourself with great people. You ask the questions, and uh, I think great Andrea, you happen. dropped a really great
0: golden nugget there too when you said that you had been at that time focusing on what you weren't doing well instead of how you could repurpose all of the strengths that you have. And I just think that's such a powerful piece of your story that just piggybacking on what you literally just said is that you are a natural born cheerleader. So now you've (laughs) formed this, this beautiful business that's doing that every single day, multiple times a day in wide ranging communities. So what a gift that you were able to find those signature strengths and tie it to your, you know, your business training and all of that. So thank you for sharing that with our listeners. So let's go ahead and inspiring recommendations. From you, Andrea, is there a particular person that you think or, you you know, obviously widely connected.
1: So is there anybody you would recommend for our listeners to connect with on social media? Of course, listening to your podcast. I mean, in my space, I have just found listening to podcasts as far as building my business has been really powerful. Um how I built this is an awesome podcast of just building businesses in different ways. Um, it's from NPR. Um, that's an incredible one. And then I, I listen to a lot of business based. Um, I also just listen to a lot of Christian mm-hmm. music. Um, so I just I love um, one of my favorite songs is "Fear is a Lie." Uh, Fear is a liar, and uh, that speaks to me because of my journey and how I was so afraid, um, but but uh, w- was able to kind of get. Get past that. Um, But I think just, you know, surrounding myself with some of those positive messages. And then I have a ton of books, I guess, that, um, you know, I've obviously read. And Brene Brown, I'm a big fan of hers and um, things like that. Well, I will be sure to link how
0: to get a hold of that song as well as that podcast. Really appreciate Mm. that. Is there, I will link also for the listeners how to get a hold of you, but would you recommend a best way for listeners to engage with you if they're interested in either just connecting with you over your? story or if they would like to learn more about even utilizing your incredible services for their school?
1: Yeah, I, you know, you can find me on all the social channels, um, but social school for edu, it's the number four, um, is my website.com. So social school for uh, You can also li- reach out to me uh, at on Twitter at Andrea Gribble. So it's pretty easy. And then obviously Andrea Gribble on LinkedIn. So you can find me at all those places. Um, and I do have an awesome, very informative newsletter Letter that I send out every other week that just shares and pours into schools as far as strategies and ideas. And that gives the free webinar that I do every month. I do a free webinar, um, which I just did one on mental health, um, you know, within our schools. And so that is right up your alley, obviously, um, you know, just trying to feed into that uh, conversation within schools and within school leaders, because we need to take care of ourselves as well. So we highlight a whole bunch of um, different topics with. Those uh, those free webinars we do every month, so you can find those on my website and then also just through that newsletter. So I'll make it easy and, and link it up for the listeners. Andrea, I
0: just want to thank you from the very bottom of my heart for spending time and vulnerability, but also just such inspiring. I know that this, I know that this interview has boosted people just listening, and I just value and appreciate the service that you're bringing to the world and the community you're building. And thank you for everything you're doing with all of the spaces that you're serving. And you're just such a brilliant, capable, caring woman. And I'm so grateful to be connected with you and to share your story today.
1: Thank you. And I just want to say to you and to everybody listening, how important the work you're doing. I know that it can be a grind. And I know that there's some days where you maybe want to give up and, you know, been there, done that. Um, But the work that we're doing, especially around education um, with our students, it's making such a difference. So keep going. Um, there's a there's a community here to help you, um, and I'm so blessed to to be able to follow you, the work that you're doing, Sarah, to feed feed into people. Uh, but just keep going, and thank you, thank you for what um, all of you, all of you listeners. Uh, thank you for what you're doing um, to make Stated this world like a better. Like that place. perfect
0: natural born cheerleader. Blessings, Andrea. Ah, uh, wasn't she just amazing? As I noted in the intro, Andrea is so generous, and she is offering a $100 discount for listeners of the In Awe podcast for the membership program. No strings attached, no gimmicks. This is just who she is. I have linked the membership website in the podcast notes. So just head on over there and simply mention in the application that you are a listener of the In Awe podcast, and voila, $100 off the cost. There's so much value in the services that Andrea offers. You will not regret joining her community. And as always, please share this episode, rate, review, and help Andrea's powerful message land where it needs to. Thank you for listening and for being a part of this awe-inspiring community with me.